Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to read three verses from each of these chapters. 1 Timothy 1 verse 18 and 1 Timothy 6 verse number 10. 1 Timothy 1 and 1 Timothy 6. Chapter 1 verse 18 says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Verse 19 in the New Living Translation says this, cling tightly. Everybody say cling tightly. Cling tightly to your faith in Christ. And always keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. And then 1 Timothy 6, beginning at verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. And the New Living Translation says, hold tightly to eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. Has professed a good profession before Many witnesses cling tightly, Paul says. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the danger of losing your grip. The danger of losing your grip. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I want you to know how merciful and how gracious and how kind and how faithful God is. He is here for someone today. And I want us to call on his name for a moment. I want to ask him to speak to us, speak to our hearts. Could you do that? Could you lift up your voice right now, Lord Jesus? We are thankful for your presence. We feel the nearness of your spirit. God, we've come to hear from you, hear your voice speak today. Let your word that was penned by the apostles, the apostle Paul, his His scribe years and years ago. Let that word leap from its pages today. And let that living word get down into our heart today, I pray. In the name of Jesus, we call upon your name. We need you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I've noticed over the last couple of decades... Seems like every four years, if you listen to the media and you listen to the candidates, every four years, 
It's the most important presidential election of our lifetime. Every four years, we are bombarded with this guilt that we better do something because our entire nation is falling apart and we've got to elect a man or a woman to fix it. Do your part, they tell you. Every vote counts, they tell you. This is the most critical election of all time, they tell you. You hold destiny in your hands, they tell you. And though I believe every four years it's important for us to turn our attention to the direction of our great nation, but truth is politics aren't going to save our world. No election that we make, it might have and it will have consequences, but it's not going to save our world. See, whether we like it or not, we've been placed in a very critical time history. The end of the age is upon us. And I believe we're called to play a very major part in the end time. I believe you're at an age right now where you can make a difference in the end time. We need to be aware. We need to know where we stand right now and aware of what's happening around us. Because things of biblical significance are happening at an astounding rate. It's amazing that I've watched over the last couple decades. It's amazing to see things I've heard prophesied as a little kid are starting to unfold right before my eyes. It's an amazing thing. I look around and I see that our world is losing its grip on reality. Our world is losing its grip on the things that really matter the things once held tightly to have lost significance in our world today. Jesus' final words in Mark 16, he told his disciples, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that, by, that believe, and in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It was something very important that Jesus wanted his disciples to pay attention to because that moment when he spoke these words and just before he ascended into heaven, the clock started ticking. And the end of the age was coming. I know it seems like a long time. We know that time is not a matter of any worry for God. It's couple thousand years is just a blip in the time of eternity, in the space of eternity. And Jesus told his disciples, there's something you need to keep a grip on. There's, not, there's something you need to hold tightly to. There's a mission that I have given you and you got to hold tightly to it. And don't be distracted. There's going to come persecution and shortly after it came. There's going to come confusion and shortly after it came. But he told them there's something you need to grip tightly and hold tightly to. Paul's words we read in 1 Timothy 1 
He said, I charge you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went on before you. Timothy, listen to me. I, I, I charge you according to some things. There's some prophecies that have been spoken over your life, and I want you to remember some things. There's sermons you've heard preached, and there's lessons you've heard teach and I want taught, and I want you to hold tightly to those, Timothy. There's some prayer meeting memories you've had, Timothy, and I want you to hold tightly to them. Son Timothy, there's been some prophecies called all over you, all over you, and I, I want you to hold tightly. There's been some youth retreat memories, Timothy, that you had. Hold tightly to those. There's been some youth camp memories, Timothy. Hold tightly to those. There's been desires and dreams and messages that spoke into your soul, and I want you to hold tightly to those things, Timothy. Here this next spring, April 14, 1983, 39 years ago, I spoke in tongues for the first time. I know many of you didn't think I was 39 years old. I'm 40. That's a dad joke. Um, 39 years ago. Got the Holy Ghost on a Thursday night, April 14th, 1983. I call back that memory often. Remind myself often. But it was what happened three nights later. Sunday night. Service was over. Altar call was given. And me and my buddy Brian, two nine-year-olds, Laying on their back at the altar, speaking in tongues for over two hours. It was a new experience for me, nine-year-old kid. You see how it still affects me today at 47 years old. Now you know my age. But I can hear the Apostle Paul telling me, some experiences you had in your past, I want you to hold tightly to them. I want you to cling to them. I want you to remember them. These prophecies, Timothy, I want you to remember them because they were given to you to help you war a good warfare. They were given to you to help you fight well in the coming battles. They were given to you, Timothy, because the Lord knew there was coming a fight. The Lord knew there was coming some confusion. The Lord knew there was coming some darkness. The Lord knew there was coming some persecution. The Lord knew there was coming a time when you might not hear from heaven and you need to hold tightly, son Timothy. Hold tightly to that message you heard your pastor preach and God God spoke into your life and you buried your head in an altar. Hold tightly, son Timothy. Hold tightly to your faith. We've got to hold tightly to some important things in our lives. Things that are worth fighting for. Stir them and store them down in your mind and down in your heart. Often refer to them. Think about them. Don't let them loose. Don't let those words and those prophecies and those experiences die. 
think we forget sometimes that we're in a war. Bad things happen in war. People get hurt. Innocent gets hurt in war. We have an enemy that's always on the lookout for a surprise attack. So, son Timothy, cling tightly to your faith in Christ. I believe sometimes we're more protective of our personal belongings than we are of our spiritual necessities. Well, we'll make sure we protect that Xbox and only certain people touch that controller. But if it comes to my faith and my prayer life, I'll let anything get in my way and distract me from keeping that where it needs to be. We hold tightly to so many things that are so fleeting and are falling apart while they're in our hands. But son Timothy, there have been some prophecies called over you. There's been a word God's given you. There's been a faith that you've received. And you better cling tightly to that. Cling tightly to your faith and your prayer life and keeping that open communication with God. Hold tightly your integrity. Hold tightly your honesty. Hold tightly your purity and your godliness. Hold tightly those things. Cling tightly. What happens when you don't have a grip on something? Maybe you've had things stolen from you or maybe you've had things fall. I've had a... Somebody was so kind last year when I had my I had an Apple pen on, on the side of my iPad. I don't remember if this iPad or not. One of you reminded me of the story. Um, and I think the cap on it, it would always fall off. And came back to my seat one day after preaching and somebody had replaced it with a red cap. And they had noticed it had fallen off. When we don't hold tightly, there's some things if we don't hold tightly to them, they can fall off really easier. They can get stolen very easy and John 10 tells us the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy but if you're holding tightly it doesn't matter what kind of thief it might be if you're holding tightly it doesn't matter how sly he might be because if you're holding it tightly that thief can't steal it from you that thief can't destroy it out of your hands Cling tightly. I remember uh, several several years ago. I believe Elena was was you were probably only a couple years old. We took a family trip, extended family. We we're on this pontoon boat, and I think we had too many people on the pontoon boat, and just a little. I mean, water started pouring in. We thought we were going down the middle of the lake. It was pretty scary, and there was Elena in her carrier. Oh. Car seat carrier sitting there on the boat. I didn't care if the whole boat was going under. That little baby wasn't going down. I can remember trying to secure and make her make sure it was safe as we did our best when was driving to get back to the shore. Don't know how it all happened, but it was that, that baby in that carrier was way more important than even my life. And when you find yourself tossed 
on a stormy sea in life and you find things coming against you, you're going to learn what you're holding tightly to and what you've got a loose grip on. It's got to, when you hear storm, when you feel the storm begin to rage around you and everything begins to break loose in your life and everything seems to come against you and it's so dark around and you don't know which direction you're going and you don't know what to do next. All you can do is grab a hold of the most important things and grip them so tightly because there's something way more important than even your own life. Son Timothy, hold tightly to your faith. Not a casual hold, but arms wrapped around it tightly. How are you holding your faith today when rains of materialism fall, when waves of multi-religions crash around you, when the government says this and that, when your friends decide not to live for God, when your family's falling apart? How tightly are you holding to your faith? Is it a casual hold? Do you have too many things distracting you? Or is there something you've made up in your mind? I'm going to hold tightly to my faith. For many, their dreams and desires and hopes are more important to them than the faith they hold. Cling to your faith. Cling tightly to your faith. Hold tightly to your faith. I know this is simple today. This is not profound. I just want to help somebody. Somebody's got a loose grip on some things that really matter. And it's time you tighten your grip. It's time you tighten your hold. When our nation and others were focused on the war on terrorism. The enemy we were fighting against was not so much interested in killing Americans or taking Americans' lives. As they were interested in taking our freedom and our democratic principles and what we as Americans have stood for. By whatever means. If it meant lives, so be it. But we're after what they stand for. We're after what they represent. We're after what the Western world represents. That's what these terrorists were after. The devil's not after your life so much as he is after what you stand for. You've got a target on your back not because of your last name, but because of the truth you profess. You've got a target on your back, not because of your calling, but because of the faith that's down deep inside of you. You've got a calling, you've got a target on your back, not because of your talent, but because of that purity that you're trying to remain holy, and you're trying to live righteous, and you're trying to do the right thing. So whatever it means, whatever it has, whatever it costs, I've got to cling tightly. I've got to hold tightly to what I know to be true. I don't know about you, but I'll join the old hymn writer and sing along so I'll cling to the old rugged cross. I'm going to cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Somebody lift your hands to heaven right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is reaching for you. 
Somebody needs to get somebody needs to get a holy anger inside of them. Son Timothy, cling tightly. Cling tightly to your faith. Cling tightly. I'm going to cling to the cross. I'm going to cling to my faith. I'm going to cling to the hope set before me. Keep your conscience clear. Keep a right spirit. Keep a right attitude. Keep your right thoughts. Paul told Timothy, many have violated their consciences. And loosened the grip on their faith. said, Timothy, there's been young pastors and young ministers just like you who lost the grip on what really mattered. And they violated their conscience. That little voice in them that kept telling them, the Holy Ghost that kept speaking and saying, that's probably not wise. Probably, probably shouldn't do that. Why don't you draw close to me? That they, they, they violated that conscience and loosened the grip on their faith. And Timothy, they've shipwrecked. Their life now is scattered pieces. Panned to their faith. That memory I told you about on Sunday night, three, four days after getting the Holy Ghost for the first time. It's a bittersweet memory. Two nine-year-old boys laying on their backs over two hours praying in the Holy Ghost. We got done. I looked up and there's my mom. There's other kids from the children's ministry around. Several saints have been praying with us. They stayed the whole time. Two nine-year-old boys were getting a hold of something that one of them was going to recall 40, at 47 years of age, still clinging to it. The reason it's bittersweet is because little Brian is laying next to me. I don't know where he is today. I got an idea where he lives. Violated his conscience and he loosened his grip and he was shipwrecked. I don't know what made the difference, what any more special than him. In fact, he was way more popular than me. Probably way more talent than me. Came from a great family. What was the difference? Have I been perfect since then? No. <laughs> but I think I've learned something. There have been moments in my life where things were falling apart. And I couldn't even think straight. 
If you could have seen me in the Holy Ghost, I might have looked like a wreck on the outside. But I was clinging to something. Others might not have seen it, but I was clinging. When everything was falling apart, nobody else wanted to go to the altar. Pastor, you give the altar call. I'm going to be the first one there because I know there's some things I just can't let go of. Even when the voices inside of my head are saying it's not worth it, there's something inside me that says, you tell me that. I'm just going to grip it even tighter. You tell me to let go. I'm going to hold on to it even more. I'm going to cling tightly to my faith because there's something more important than this world around me. I need God more than anything and I cling tightly to my faith I cling tightly I cling tightly I've got some other things to say but musicians go ahead and come First Timothy 6.12 Timothy fight the good fight of faith hold tightly to eternal life Paul found himself on a ship as a prisoner because bad things sometimes happen to good people but Paul had a promise he said everything around the Lord told him everything around you is going to fall apart But it's not going to kill you. And somebody needs to hear that word today. Everything around you might fall apart. But it's not going to kill you. Everyone was grabbing for pieces of the ship. Floating to safety. And there might be moments in your life it feels like that. I'm floating out in the midst of a lonely sea and all I've got is a little piece of my faith. Just a tiny piece. The rest of it's been kind of mauled a little bit and, and the rest of it's been shredded a little bit but I've still got a little bit of my faith. This is not just truth we're talking about. This is not just faith we're talking about. This is not just the principles of the honor code of godliness and holiness we're talking about. This is not just hope we're talking about. This is your life preserver. This is eternal life. Hold tightly to the eternal life that he has promised you. No matter what storm happens, no matter what trial comes, no matter what happens in your life, you won't go under if you'll just cling to your faith in Christ. Somebody needs to respond to the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody needs to respond to His Spirit right now. Somebody needs to take a stand in your life and grip tightly the eternal life that God has made available to you. God wants you to be something. He's called you to be something great. But fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And cling tightly. Cling tightly. Cling tightly to your faith. 